The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terry. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terry, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger inside the OAA. I'm one of the hosts of Winter Marathon and Oriented Intelligence. Like welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching on YouTube and on Oriented Intelligence. Ian, got Ian this yeah, week. Yeah, watching all over the place. Uh, we get we have a lot to talk about. Of course, the playoffs, ma- the playoff matches are now set. Regular season is over. Regular season's over. Um, what teams are hot? Which teams are not? <laughs> heading into the postseason, I mean, like a lot of unexpected things that occurred this week. Um, Ian, take it away with the highlights. All right. So, under a gloomy, gray, cold Monday sky. wrap up. All right. So we saw some interesting things last Friday. Mm-hmm. We saw a cancellation or a forfeit. We saw a league championship outright. We saw a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So let's cover these things. Ferndale, 42-8 over Pontiac. Ferndale's rolling. I mean, interesting game this week. Pontiac, I'll tell you why they got a chance in Space City Central in the playoffs. Ah. Yep. Going north, right? Yep. All right, Troy Athens, 31-0 over Troy. No real shocker there. Well, you know the score? You know what Troy did on their scoreboard? They put Troy as the school at school down the road. (laughs) Is that how they labeled it? Yep. Hey, healthy rivalry, right? Uh, Not when it's 104 nothing in last three Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you said, uh, Troy Athens has outscored Troy 104 to nothing in the last three years. I know. Hey, the, the... Amazing season of Rochester continues, 33-7 over Berkeley. Rochester's first league and undefeated season since 1993. Yep. What a great story uh, for those kids in Rochester. Oh, great story for Eric Vernon, too. I mean, like, but big one looming. Big one looming. And I, I really like the coverage they got. Uh, Channel 7 did a nice job on them uh, mm-hmm. uh, covering their game, had uh, cameras there on the field, did a nice highlight reel for them. So way to go for uh, the kids at Rochester. Avondale 37, Bloomfield Hills 9. What? All the hype Bloomfield Hills got, especially with the um with that field goal by Sarah H- by Sarah H- Hudson um when they when, for well, them beating Berkeley and then yeah. all of a sudden to lay that performance. Oh yeah, boy. nine. Did they score three field goals? <laughs> three field goals. <laughs> was, or... she, was she active again? I but, don't know. But to uh, Avondale chucking 37. Hey, three weeks they've been rolling three and zero, been outscoring people. Finally found their offense. Mm-hmm. Frazier, 34-24 over Royal Oak. I was really happy about Royal Oak being competitive in this game. I mean, Frazier, we know, is a very good team. Gerard uh, Beatty, 164 yards, two touchdowns, and 10 tackles uh, for Frazier. Uh, Seaholm. That forfeit. <laughs> Look at this score. Seaholm, one. Farmington, zero. North Farmington. <laughs> or North Farmington. Uh, yes, it was a forfeit due to a power outage at uh, Farmington's at North Field. Farmington. North Farmington's Field. So, what is the story there, Sam? Well, apparently, the what I know, Seaholm wanted to play that game. You know, Seaholm wanted to play. They were offering to move the game to Seaholm or play it on Saturday. But, and I know John Hurston, head coach of North Farmington, was all in for it. But the North Farmington administration, you know what? Let's bully them. Let's not play it this week and let's get ready for the playoffs. Ah. That's an interesting decision. But I know I know Coach Jim Newell is very upset about that and yeah. um, the players at Seaholm. But 
But First hey, it is. Reward, they did get a number one seed out of it. They did, and the season continues, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stony Creek, 40-14 to 14 over Groves. What can you say about Armor Up? The machine keeps rolling. Yep. Uh, Stony Creek first undefeated in outright league title ever. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Adams, 20-6 to six over Farmington. That was a good win for Adams. They needed that, especially heading in the playoffs. A young team going in the playoffs. Farmington right now is in a really rough rough situation right now. Uh, West Bloomfield, 28. Lake Orion, 0. That game was much closer, especially in that fourth quarter. It was really 7 nothing, but... Um, West Bloomfield took advantage of a bad call, which led to three touchdowns. Donovan Edwards, 181 yards, two touchdowns for West Bloomfield. Clarkston, 47, bagel over Oak Park. You know, I'm happy for Oak Park that Rayshon Benny's back. That's a very interesting game, Lumen Wyandotte Roosevelt for them. But Clarkston right now is ruling on all cylinders. They're feeling good, right? Uh Uh, Clarkston's 17th league title, eighth undefeated season in school history. Southfield Arts and Tech, 21. Zero over Oxford. That Oxford. one mind boggles me. <laughs> I think it called that one. He did. Oxford has only scored three points in the last three weeks. That's bad. That's not uh, a, a, a good uh, thing to hold on to rolling into the postseason. And you and you know who they're playing in the first round, right? Tell me. Go up the Fleming's Lake Road, tell me. <laughs> Clarkston. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – I'm – Trying to figure out what's happening over there at Oxford. But anyway, that is the OA Roundup for week six. Yeah, week six. All right, a lot to digest there on those uh, final scores. Do we want to go into depth on some of these? Well, we can it's try to go. Like, you know, I think Avondale's win against Bloomfield Hills was pretty much a huge head-scratcher. Yeah, when you sent me the score um, of that game, I was really surprised. Um, I thought it'd be more competitive. Yeah, um, you Blue know, Hills came off a really emotional win, having a chance for a league title. If pending if Berkeley would have won over Rochester, yeah, I mean Berkeley, Ferndale, and um, Bloomfield Hills would have had a chance. Yeah, Berkeley, at least it comes to share. If Berkeley would have beat Rochester, yeah, but to see that score, mind boggles me. Especially the fact that 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 Bloomfield Hills picked them an emotional win. Yeah, and now we don't know where their heads at heading into the playoffs. Now, and, and for those who don't know, where was that game held? That was at Bloomfield Hills, right? So yeah, that was at Bloomfield. That's Hills. why it surprised me. I thought it'd be a tighter game. There's something to play for, something on the line. I know you have to, you know, hope for somebody to lose. And Rochester was looking really, really good. You look at Avondale. Avondale. But, you look at Avondale. I mean. Last three weeks, they have been a machine. It's almost I mean, a night and day from uh, the first half of the season to the second. It's like something clicked. I mean, Coach Corey Bell found something that clicked. I mean, and now when you look at Avondale, you know, they're sitting at 3-3. Three and three, um, And then when you look at the playoff match they got with Groves in the first round, I mean, like, and I'll announce playoff match shortly, but Avondale really, they're clicking on all cylinders yeah. right now. And... If they imagine if they would have put this scoring output early, then that would have been a much different Avondale team. Oh, completely. completely. I mean, we we would be talking in different uh, mm-hmm. tones and different uh, uh, estimations of what the the future held for the uh, for Avondale. But if you're Boomy Hills and you're Coach Jan Loria, you know you have a you have a good quarterback in Tanner Slinsky, which which is this one. I got to give Avondale's defense a lot of credit for shutting yes. down Slinsky. That's huge. That's a that's huge. Yeah. I mean, 
with what that team did, what Avenel did defensively, they like I said, this team's got athletes over there. They got mm-hmm. athletes. I mean, they're athletic, um, been through the wars, have a ton of experience. I mean, bottom line, <laughs> Avondale, you know, bottom line is Avondale, they're, cl- they're rolling right now. For as stunned as we were at the start of the season for them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they, they just couldn't find us. It seems uh, consistent scoring. They, well, they were couldn't find any consistent scoring at all. And they were limping along. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, something happened. Mm-hmm. Um that was one of my biggest head scratches. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, that was the big uh, the surprise. I, I mean, I thought that was going to be like seven points or something. Yeah, I you thought know, that close. too. I thought Boom Bay Hills, you know, especially that emotional win against Berkeley, would have been just. So you go from a surprise of Avondale 37 9 over Bloomfield Hills to, let's say, Rochester, Rochester 33 7 over Berkeley. Uh, that was really surprising to me, considering how Berkeley scored first. Yes, um, and it then, was like a seven-seven game for a little while, and then um, Rochester just really took over that game. I think for Rochester, the experience being in the blue really helps them. Um, let's not forget this school. This team went down the white, um, virtually got beaten up, um, but they had an experienced team coming back. Yeah, um, used the play in the blue to help them get their confidence, um, picked up some big wins, especially against Bloomfield Hills. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then winning at Berkeley was huge for them. Um, when I look at Rochester, and especially with their path in the playoffs, I mean, like, in that very vicious district. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> yes. um, but, um, but Rochester, they've got a quarterback in Alex Blano. Proven playmakers. You have Bobby Croner. You have Peyton Schroeder at wide receiver. Um Rochester is a team that's been clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you look at a team with experience clicking on all cylinders, you know, but there's going to still be some doubters with Rochester because they haven't really played anybody. That's what people are going to say. And that's, that's, I'm going to say that's the rub, but something that Rochester has done and would you like to see if you're, let's say, you're matched up against competition that you quote unquote inferior, mm-hmm. is that they've handled their business with ease. They've handled their business. Right. With it's ease. not like they squeaked by some one win team mm-hmm. or zero win team. I mean, Berkeley's I mean, a good team. Yeah. And they, I mean, they, they look like a league champion. Yeah, they do. But a, a the lot eyeball of, test says yes. A lot of people are going to say with Rochester, they didn't play their city rivals. That'll change this week. <laughs> yeah. But when you look at Rochester right now, for them, they got to find that chip. You know what I mean? I mean, people are going to people are going to say they're favored against, you know, they were favored all year. Yes. But this might be the first time they might be viewed as an underdog. But um we'll look at more in that depth with that game. But yeah. with Rochester's season, you know, do they, you think do you think that might be one of the stories of the OAA? That is one of the stories of the OAA right now is Rochester. Yeah, it's it's an awesome story. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved following them week after week, and just seeing them roll over opponents and just what they've been doing because we know the history of that program. Sure, you know limping along. It's like why can't they get over the hump? Well, Rochester's just... always been a school that you know they don't get the most talented kid. They get the most hardworking kids, and I think that's the thing that always has plagued Coach Eric Vernon. You know what I mean? That they don't have a lot of talent over there, but he's getting he's getting the players to believe in his system, and I think that's this is a huge. 
stepping stone for yeah. Eric Vernon and his team. Um, I do want to look at Berkeley. Um, yeah. Two losses, two losses, home loss to close the year. Um, I don't call think it limping into the playoffs. I don't, yeah, I kind of limping into the playoffs a little bit. Um, they were really competitive against um against Bloomfield Hills. Um, and then they lost that, and then they lost to Rochester. I thought Rochester looked like they were the better team in that game at Hurley. Um, but Berkeley, oh yeah, I saw the but, highlights. But Berkeley, right? But Berkeley, is it? I think for Berkeley. They're reeling a little bit. People are gonna say, "Well, um, well, it's not that's not a good omen. They might be a team in trouble heading the playoffs." But I think for, for Berkeley being the three seed in their district is going to help them. I mean, considering you know you haven't played your arch rival Royal Oak all year, yeah, that changes this week. But um, <laughs> but um, do you I, think the three seed sets them up to be kind of a sneaky three? Like, I think uh, it does. They're, they're one of the more it, dangerous three seeds. I think it does because um, Warren Mott. You know, I don't. I'm not impressed with Warren Mott, and I'm. I feel confident if Berkeley were to go into Warren and take on a Warren Mott team, I think they go in and beat them. I mean, that's how confident I am with Berkeley. But they've got to. Um, but I don't know if Coach Sean Shields was get was um, resting guys or not, but. But then again, uh, I don't think I so. I can't but see them resting, guys. Weren't they fighting for a share for of a share title? title yeah. I don't see anybody but resting. But it looks like Rochester that. was the better team. You know what I mean? It, it, yes. And it, Rochester just turned it on. You know, like you said, Berkeley scored first in that matchup. It was 7-7 at one point, And then Rochester just turned the Jets on. It was, you're right. Uh, I mean, they look solid. The running back looked really, really strong. Mm-hmm. And but with Berkeley, you know, a sneaky three, you know, they were on the verge of sharing that league title or winning it outright. If they would have won their last two games, yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but for Coach Sean Shields, winning four games, really incredible for them. Yeah, you know, just really incredible for them. I mean, like, I think they're in a good spot right now at that three seed. Um. What other games really shocked? Uh, you? I would I want to say shocked me, but uh, Southfield Arts and Tech twenty one Oxford zero. Um, I don't know what to describe Oxford. I picked A and T to to go up there into Wildcat Country and take them down, but I did not think it would be that. I thought it would be a very close game, come down to maybe a touchdown, a late score in the fourth, a very competitive game. Now not seeing the game. I was. I don't know how about you, but fr- did you head out to any of the games, or did you just? I was at Lake Orion West Bloomfield. All right, so I was poking around mm-hmm. uh, YouTube and AT and T Uverse and all those, you know, trying to see which games were streaming and Roku, and I couldn't. I couldn't find any any games. Not I even saw OCTV. Well, uh, OCTV. I don't know if they go live with it if they're going to do it. I did just didn't see it. Mm. Um. And that was the game I was looking for besides, like, I was hoping Stony Creek Girls was on because I just wanted to see Stony in action. But uh, to see 21 nothing out of Oxford. Um, I don't know how to describe the Wildcats. It's, it's hard to describe them. I mean, the it, fact it, early in the season when they took on a Macomb Lance Cruz North. Yes. Um, they scored 34 points. Blew their doors up. Blew their doors up. They were scoring on all cylinders, and then it kind of like they were going up, and they started going down yeah. after that. I mean, like, I think every, I think everything started falling apart 
when they played West Bloomfield. When when they I think it was forty five nothing with that score. I mean, they they've only scored three points since, and that was a field goal against North Farmington. Yeah, where's where's this offense been? Where's this offense at? I mean, I don't know if, and this is where I guess attrition gets to them. The fact that we know before the um, season started, Oxford really struggled um, with um, success, finding success. Yeah. But. And we know it's a whole new scheme and a whole new system and a whole new everything up there. And we know that there are growing pains with that. We have experience. You know, when I, you have a quarterback in Brady Carpenter, I you mean. You can have experienced players, Sam, and you know. I mean, we saw it here in Lake Orion, right? The big, you know, you change over coaches and you have. It's going to um, be tough. It's just, it's a, there's some growing pains. Uh, I'm just surprised at how they started. We're like, okay. They're rolling right? off. Hey, hey man, this is interesting. And then that was, that was one of the storylines that I was really. That was the other one besides well, Rochester. We're watching going, hey, the new regime, a new coach, a new era of Wildcat football. Uh, we're not sure where we're at and with that now. And, you know, um, what is going on up there? It's offensive issues. They don't. I don't think it's the defense has been a problem as much as their offense has been a huge problem. Um, I know Lake Orion's got offensive problems as well, but yeah. Oxford's is mind-boggling yeah, considering this is, what the experience they have. Yeah. Um, now, if you're on the other side, if you're Coach Tim Conley, you know, you are starting to, um, you're starting, you've been, you've been up and down. I mm-hmm. mean, like, they got blown up by Stony Creek. Um, they had a, this is a huge win for them going into Oxford and winning 21 nothing. Any this momentum got, going into the postseason is a good momentum. Mm-hmm. And for that, they earned themselves a home game. Yeah. And that's huge for them. Absolutely. Um, considering where they've been. It's amazing how things can turn so quickly with one win or oh, sure. you know, a loss by somebody else. It just mm-hmm. kinda shuffles the deck. And that's kind of that's kind of a fun uh wrinkle to what we're dealing with this year with everybody making the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. like the deck shuffled. Like we, we go in with assumptions sometimes, right, to the postseason. Sure. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, something happens, they're going, ooh, and then the whole deck goes the whole, remember, the whole thing shuffles. I remember the our podcast when we um had when we talked about the playoff match when we talked about the districts when the MHA released them yeah and the, I never thought I'd see the day the MHA would release districts but they did yeah well you almost had I mean and you could and you could because you knew uh, you know everybody's in so there's mm-hmm. no mystery of who's getting selected or who's staying home yeah and I think that's a really interesting I kind of I kind of like it I do you know, it's, it was kind of weird at first but you're like I'm digging this. Yeah, and you got some really interesting matchups rolling this week. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I want to go more into depth on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on these playoff matchups. Um, you ready to talk? Um, ready to talk those? Sure. Matchups? I mean, I don't think there's anything else in the week six scores uh, that is really sticking out besides, um, you know, I mean, Seaholm staying home and not playing. That's a, that's kind of a. Well, that was more North Farmington's call than Seaholm. I, I know, but it impacted Seaholm. It did, right? but <laughs> but you know it really did. It did impact Seaholm, but mm. um, I was really happy to see they got in their district. Yes. So, all yeah. right, let's do it, all man. Right, let's let's light them up. All right, let's go to Division Three first. I mean, like when we look at that matchup, um, Region Eleven, District Twenty One. Of course, um, of course, um, Linden earning the bye. Um, they are in a very interesting spot. I mean, like, and then of course you have 
Linden's gonna probably get the winner of um, and then you have um, Linden's gonna get the um, winner of um, of um, Pontiac and Bay City Central. This one's gonna be a very interesting matchup. On the other side, you have Holly taking on um, Bay City Western, and then Kyle taking on Flint Kearsley. Um, hmm. um, when you look at this matchup here, this is gonna be really interesting. I mean, for Pontiac, I mean. It's been a tough season for them. Yep. Um, but when you look at the draw Pontiac has playing Bay City Central, of course, Bay City Central survived Bay City Western eight to seven. Um, <laughs> when you look at a course, a lot of offensive uh, starved teams. It seems up sure. There. I mean, like, well, the Valley. You know, you still have your. You have a. Yeah, I think. Well, in the Valley, you have mid. Um, you go Midland, Midland down, and um, and um. Mount Pleasant. I mean, they 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 have the offensive firepower. Yeah. Bay City really not much, but they they've been stout. I mean, defensively. Do you but think for, Pontiac matches up with their offensive de- and defensive woes? I think Pontiac does. Here's why: they don't have a lot of depth, but playing those tough competitions, playing playing those teams, yeah, those Division One schools, Division Two schools. I think it's going to get them. I think it's going to. I think I like them. In, I like them in this mat in this against Bay City Central. Okay. I mean, it's not going to be an easy game for them, especially having to travel up north I seventy five. Yep. Um, but I think you know when you look at Pontiac, obviously you know they got some athletes. I mean, they got. I mean, like they're coaching. They've got the discipline. They got the scheme. I yeah. think you know playing in the OAA. Playing in the blue, it's going to give. I think it'll give an advantage against Bay City Central. When's the last time we said Pontiac had advantage? It's been, it's been a, a long, long time. time. <laughs> but I, I would. Give well, I the, hope you're right. Can you imagine? Let's say that happens. Let's say it comes through and Pontiac uh, pulls off that upset. It's got to be right. I mean, they have to be the underdog going in. Yes, they are the underdog coming in. But Bay for City them Central. pulling off something like that, can you imagine what a boost? To that program and those kids, what a that would be, that'd be huge, fantastic. That'd be huge, you know. And Bay City Central's coming off an emotional win over our tribal Bay City Western. I mean, they are they. I mean, they had a real emotional win against them. Yeah. Now that now that game has to be an upset alert. Um, I did ma- I did mix my seedings on that. So Pontiac is not the fifth seed; they're the sixth seed, Six? and Bay City okay. Central's the third seed. So. So um, that winner is going to take on most like either the winner of Kersley and Flint Clio. Oh no, Flint Kersley and Clio. Um, okay. Man, I'm not even awake this morning. Yeah, I know, man. It's 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 one of those dreary Mondays yeah. where uh, was it the 26th of October? Can you believe this month is almost over? I know. It's almost November. It's almost November. Record snow in the UP. Yep. Crazy. And what you know with that, I, I don't want to uh, hijack the conversation. We don't even know where the state finals are going to be held. I know. Outside. Yes. So, anyway. But back to Pontiac. I think this team's got a chance. I really do. I mean, you know, if they can go into Bay City and win that game. Oh, my. That would be huge for not only their program, but this team and this city is thriving. They're they're hungry yeah. for a win. They, they're hungry. They want a... They want they want to win so bad. Yeah. You know, is I it possible to turn the season around with one win? Yes. Is it possible? To go up to Bay City and and get a huge win? It is. 
And I think for Pontiac, this is the perfect opportunity for them. For um, Bay City Central, I they're going to look at Pontiac and say they're terrible. They're not very good. Um, but I'll tell you something. If I'm Bay City Central, watch out. Mm. Um, let's go now from Division Three. That's the only OA school in D3 to D2. Um, Region 8, District 15. You got Sterling Heights taking on Seaholm. That is a rematch from last year. That should be interesting. Groves at Avondale. Of course, the playoff points were really close here. Groves at 40.3. Avondale at 40.7. I could not believe mm-hmm. when you told me this morning that Avondale's got the home game. Yeah, Avondale's I got the home I couldn't believe game. it from the way they started, and now they're hosting a playoff game. That tells you something. Strong that, second half. Sure. Strong second half. Wow. Um, Royal Oak against Berkeley at the um, at Hurley. And then you have Warren Mott and Warren Kuzma. Ooh. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know. Not, not having seen uh, any of the, uh, the Warren teams, you know, that sort of thing. Warren Mott actually battled back against them. Um, they were down, I believe, two scores against Detroit Denby late. Really? And then all of a sudden... Um, and then um, came back and won over the Detroit Denver. So what are the seeds in those situations for the OAA teams? Um, Seals the number one. Okay. Um, Groves is the five. Avenos the four. Royal Oaks is six. And Berkeley's the three. The Seaholm situation, like I mentioned just a second ago, them being off, you know, that se- uh, last week due to the uh, power outage and uh, not making up the time and the game. Yeah. It, I, it's... Could that hurt them? I mean, because they were feeling pretty good about themselves, weren't they, going into the back end? I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. I really you, don't think it's going to hurt them You skip a game, and, y- you know, you get out of rhythm a little bit. and I don't think it's going to hurt them that much because when I look at um, when I look at um, Seaholm, of course, you know, the Veer offense really, that'll help. That always helps when you have a run control offense. neutralizer? Sure. <laughs> I mean, and the opponent they're playing this week is Sterling Heights, and this is a team they saw last year in the district playoffs. So a known a commodity. known commodity, you know. So I think you know, I don't think it's going to hinder them as much as I would say in North Farmington, but for Seahome, you know, and the fact that they have home field, you know what I mean, which yeah. really helps them. I think for for Seahome not to um. Not to play and to earn a number one seed, you know what I mean, is huge for them. If they would have been the number two seed, you're playing Warren Cousineau, most likely having to see either Berkeley or um or um or um, Warren Mott. But mm. I think, you know, for Seahome, I think getting a number one seed for them right thing right thing here. Um, so when you see like number one seeds, uh just at a glance through this seeding situation, uh, for our OAA teams, like um I mean Clarkston Obviously, number one number seed. one seed. You got Seaholm, Stony Creek is the mm-hmm. number one seed. Are you finding that the matchups with the ones versus the the lower team, if it's a six or a five or whatever it is, do you find that the OA teams have a distinct advantage over those teams, or are you finding because it depends right, on the district you're in? Because we're de- talking like Stony Creek's in right. a tough district, right? It depends on more the district you're in, and. Let's say we're going to talk Stony Creek District in a couple minutes here. Yeah. But I think if if you have you do have a distinct advantage being at home. Yeah. But sometimes when you have the a a, a team like let's say if you're like a five four, 
you know, you're having to play the one, you know, then that, I mean, like in, in that sees as deceptive four or deceptive five, that could be a problem. Yeah. So, but if you're the one seed, you do have an advantage being at home. Yeah. But that's about it. And, and this season though, it's with the limited number of fans in the stands. Is that a distinctive, I know you're at home, it's familiar surroundings. You know, maybe you get the band out there. Some it's of the an advantage doing, for the home team, you know, but not, on, but, it, but not the road team. No, no, I, I know that. But having the home game without a packed stadium. That's an advantage for a, for the home team. No matter what, even in this uh, COVID situation. But it depends if you, but it depends if with the fan situation, mm-hmm. you know, you don't feel the energy. You got to find it within. And that's oh, I a agree. challenge. That would be a big challenge. Yes. But, if you're the number one seed, if you're the number one seed, basically. Because we don't really see any sneaky, like, one versus whatever that could threaten the OA uh, one seeds. Or do you see, I mean, I, I know we're going to get into Stony and stuff like that. But Seaholm and Stony are those, I mean, Clarkson seems like the, the, the overall game, monster in the, the room. The Avondale Groves game could be a really interesting matchup, especially to Seaholm. Um, I think it's a very interesting matchup. For Av- or Groves and Avondale, that's a really interesting matchup. Yeah. Um, the fact that Groves has played in a tougher league yes. than Avondale, um, but Avondale, three wins, you know, has really prompted them to get this home game and just barely, um, I, just I, barely. That, 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 as soon as you said that, I was like, wow, home game for Avondale, I'd say coin toss. That's a coin toss. That one's going to be a coin toss. Yeah. Um, And then we look at the other game, Royal Oak and Berkeley. You know, we talked to Sean Shields before the season started. Um, and he was talking about depth and health, right? Depth I mean, and health. And then, of course, the kids, how they motiv- get motivated to play a certain rival named mm-hmm. Royal Oak. Royal Oak's won the last two meetings against Berkeley. You think it's... It uh, hasn't been close. But when you look at this game, now, it's going to geek up Berkeley. <laughs> it's going to geek them it's up. It's the playoffs. You should be geeked up. Yeah, but now you get to play your arch rival. Yeah, I know. How how often does that happen? It really, really does. Royal Oaks been Royal Oaks been a rough year for them, but when you look at Royal Oak, I mean they were competitive against Frazier. Yeah, I mean, and Frazier's no slouch. No, they've had a good year. I mean, four and two is not a bad record for them. But but for Berkeley, you know, the fact that it you know you're going into a, sliding a little bit. Losing two straight, mm-hmm. but then you find out you get Royal Oak. That's gonna energize you. That'll energize, you. and oh, you have absolutely. them coming to Hurley, you know, and and that's gonna be a huge game. I mean, do you think that's a toss up, or do you think there's a distinct advantage? I think there is a little bit of a distinct advantage to Berkeley. I really yeah, do. So do I. Um, I'm not doing picks yet, but no, no, I know, but it. it's but it's all part of it. It's, it's uh, all part of it. But I think Berkeley, with the experience they have, distinct advantage right there. Um. I think Berkeley could make a real serious run here. I really do. Ooh, I re- I really think Berkeley take could of make the a day? serious run because I think they're gonna knock. If I think that if they beat Royal Oak, I think going to Warren knock off Warren Mott. Ooh, I'm not. I, I'm not still on Tom Alano's team over there at Warren Mott. I'm really am not. Um, I and I think Berkeley's played a more tougher, got as earned as earned their way to get in. That'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Now. I do think possibly when you go into Region 7, District 14, then an upset could occur. You got 
Oak Park, who's the eight seed, going to wind out, going to go into Growth Point South, take on the Blue Devils. Then you have other side of UD Jesuit taking on Growth Point North. And the other half of that bracket, you have Detroit Renaissance at Ferndale. Oh. And then Lincoln Park at Wyandotte Roosevelt. You look at Growth Point South this year. They're solid. They've had a really good year in the Mac Red. You look at Oak Park. Yes, it's been a miserable year for the Knights. <laughs> it yeah. has been absolutely miserable for them. But the good news for them is Rayshon Benny is back and playing. Um, they're getting some key players back. If Oak Park can get those key players back, they could give Growth Point South problems. Really? They could. But Growth Point South's got a very good, um, very good running back who's really good. So I that could give them some problems for sure. And it's at Growth Point South, which is gonna be really, really daunting task for Coach Greg Carter's team. Yes. And I mean, they're coming off a Shellacking at uh, the hands of Clarkston. Mm-hmm. I mean, is if they can keep their confidence high, I mean, they've had some tough losses, and they played in the red. But Growth Point South plays in the MAC red. Yeah, they play with the likes of Dakota Chippewa Valley Stevenson and Romeo and Eisenhower. So, so what are the match? What is the uh, seating on that one? Oak Park's the eighth. Growth Point South is the one. Yeah, I mean, um. Detroit, UD Jesuits is the five. Growth Point North is the four. Um, Renaissance is the six. Ferndale is the three. Lincoln Park is the seven seed. And Roosevelt is the two seed. So you're thinking Oak Park is the eight. Could give the one seed a run. I think they could. Wow. I think they could. I mean, do I? I think it's. Don't be surprised in that fourth quarter. I think it's going to be a very close game. Woo! Don't be surprised. Um, oh, and, I will be surprised. And. <laughs> And then you look at Ferndale's case. Um, yeah, yeah. Taking on Detroit Renaissance. Not the same Renaissance team that's been in years past, but for Ferndale and Coach Eric Royal, it's, I don't want to say put up or, you know what, put up a shove time for them. <laughs> yeah. But this is. Statement time, do you think? This is, has to be the fact that you've struggled against non-league competition or teams that are much bigger than you are. You have to, if you want to be a school that makes a statement, and Ferndale has had a ton of opportunities to make statements, but they have not gotten the job done, especially against non-league competition. This is your opportunity to make a statement. This is your opportunity to beat a good Detroit Renaissance team. I mean, you're at home, which is huge. Yeah. And... If you don't, if you, if you lose this game, the Detroit Renaissance, then I don't know what to say about Coach Eric Royal's program. I really don't. You're not going to go on a rant, are you? No. <laughs> but so and and seating wise, they get a home game. So yeah. what is the seating numbers on these? I mean, they're the six three two seven. You know, seven two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So because um, you know it's going to likely be Wyandot Roosevelt, they're going to take on if they win. Yeah. So. What is the mindset of Ferndale? Do you think going coming in? Coming off a win against Pontiac, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but it, I mean, it's a big one. Like we mentioned earlier in the, the pod, it was 42 to 8. Right. But again, Pontiac struggles, we know. Yes, we know. So it's not necessarily a statement game that Ferndale had against Pontiac. 
Yeah. This would be a huge game here for this them. This would be a statement. This game. would be a statement game against Detroit Renaissance because they have not fared well against non-league competition. You know, their best win, I would say, in the non-league competition was, remember, a couple of years ago when they knocked out Detroit Country Day. Yeah. But, you know, this is a golden opportunity for Ferndale. This is a golden opportunity. And if they can't get it, then it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Would you say, I mean, I know you're we're looking for a statement or a, if this is a statement game and um, they need to win or whatever. If it's close and they're very competitive, would you th- say that is enough to say, okay, they're turning the corner, they're ready to? I think you need to win this game. Outright, they have to outright, win that game. they have to win this game. All right. All right, let's go from that district, um, and then let's go to Region 6, District 12. We've got Wall Lake Central at Fenton, um, Kettering at North Farmington, Waterford at Wall Lake Western, and Milford at South Lyon. Um, Waterford, Kettering, Captains. Dangerous match for North Farmington. Mm-hmm. Last year was 35-30 in favor of North. They were supposed to play this year, week one, because of the COVID situation. They cannot. And wouldn't you say North last year was a little more solid than this year? I think last year North was a little bit more solid. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think and it's, Kettering, a da- it's a dangerous matchup. Kettering seems a little bit better yeah. this year. And so, the resilient group. They yeah. gave what? I mean, like, they're a resilient group. That winner would likely have to go see Fenton, which is going to be a very tough matchup. And, the, and if you get by that, most likely you have a collision with Wall Lake Western or South Lion. Mm. Um, I would put, <laughs> I would say Waterford, I would say Wall Lake Western could be an upset alert. Ooh. I mean, I've known the situations going on there, um, but that's a team I'm watching on upset alert is Waterford and South, it's Wall Lake Western. Waterford and no, it's, it's a, Mott and South and Wild Lake Western. Oh, Mott. Okay, because you were saying Wild Lake Western. I think a couple weeks ago they don't seem to be the same they're team. Not. They're not the same team. The because uh, the, they were. I mean, you never wanted to meet up with those guys. No, but I think now you know. I don't know how things have things have turned changed a here. little. Yeah. yeah, but if you're North Farmington, that's a dangerous matchup for taking on Waterford Kettering. I know the coaches yes. know each other real well. Ken Schmidt and um. John Hurst, they know each other real well. Yeah. That's going to be a very interesting matchup. There's some interesting games, uh, the way the seating has come out. A lot of familiar foes going against one another. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, one thing about the um, playoffs I always enjoyed is that you get to see a new team. You know, yeah. somebody you've never played before. Like, Oregon ran into that, and, mm-hmm. you know, some other teams run into that. But it's like, it seems like everything just kind of falls into place. You're going, well, we're going to meet these guys again. Mm-hmm. And you get another shot at them. All right, let's go to this Division One. This is the district we've been talking about. Oh um, it's um, Region Four District Day. Um, Stony Creek has the bye. Um, that winner is going to likely take on either Utica Eisenhower or Chippewa Valley. And you have Romeo at New Baltimore and Bay on the other side, and then um, Macomb Lash Cruz North and Macomb Dakota. I call this the Zach and Zach district. <laughs> The crazy thing with this is just like we talked about before. Uh, I said the the shuffling of the cards or shuffling of the deck. But you could not play. It kind of hurt Stony Creek. Yeah, we thought we had a setup. We thought something was happening. And then it all shuffled and changed. Um, Stony gets a bye. I didn't realize that until this morning Mm -hmm. uh, pre-show when you said that. And now Stony's just kind of hanging. 
as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, they got that – they had momentum since day one. I think right. they had momentum since the end of 2019, you know, playing. If you're coaching, and now they've got to put the brakes on. And now if you're coaching Nick Merlo, you know what I mean? you got to find ways to get this team motivated, get themselves ready. You know what I mean? you got a week off, you know what I mean? You're, but you're likely going to see a very tough opponent near you, Eisenhower, Chippewa Valley. Yes. Um, and then that, I mean, the Mac Red, we know that that division it's tough. basically beats each other up. They do. And mm-hmm. and just so the listeners know, the buy came about because of a Utica. Yeah, Utica, the COVID issue. And mm-hmm. um, they didn't play last week, correct? They didn't play last week. Yep. So they just said, hey, we're done. And that's that. Utica, I mean, Eisenhower came off an impressive shutout win against Anchor Bay. And that, and, that's huge considering where this that team has been all year. No offense, basically. Stout defense. Taking on Chippewa Valley. He's coming off a COVID issue. Yeah. Um, didn't play last week. But I think that's going to be a very interesting game over there between those two teams. Yes. And I'm not going to say, let's say they didn't get the bye. Stoney didn't get the bye. They would be playing Macomb Lodge Yes. And, and it, Utica would have been the four seed. And that would almost have been a like a I'm not gonna say a tune up game because there are no there are no. no guarantees in the playoffs. No. But the way Stoney's playing, having that sort of setup and you know, you're in the playoffs, you're in the play, playoff set, uh, frame of mind, you know, you're the one seed, you should take care of business to move on to the second round. But right. now you're kinda hanging there, and I think the second round opponent they're gonna be meeting up is a little more difficult than anticipated, or very, at least on paper. It'll be, it is on paper, you know. And then the other side, you have Romeo taking on Anchor Bay. Yeah. And then um, Macomb, Dakota taking on um, Macomb, Lutheran, North. Um, you know, so. Any any thoughts on Stoney? Is this a, I know you said uh, you have to get him motivated. I think this team's motivated. I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything you can do to to get these guys up any more than they are right now. I mean, you know, Sammy, I mean, every week it's armor up culture, right? I don't think these guys are believing everything. They are. They are. And I think that's the thing. And I think with Stony Creek, this is a dangerous team. Stony Creek is a very dangerous team. If you put Stony Creek in the Mac Red, I think they would hold their, well, hold their own in that division. Yes, I thought you were going to say roll. (laughs) Yes, I mean, hold their own. I I agree. I, I I completely agree. I mean, from what we've seen, Stony Creek got is everything. a much different animal than yes. people give them credit for. Yeah, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna pose big problems, especially for whoever wins that Utica Eisenhower Chippewa Valley game. Yes, I, I I have a feeling though that that matchup for the second round, if you you know, I will call mm-hmm. it second round, first game for Stony in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tight. It will be right. It's gonna be close. So this is one of those. Um, I think it could be very similar to Lake Ori. You know what I mean for you to for Stony Creek because you know where you know if they're going to have to play a game con- very similar to that game, the ball Lake control Ory, situation. Sure, they, they can play any style of play and beat and still find a way to beat you. Yeah. So and especially against a team, especially against the Macomb County District, you know the Mac Red. I mean that could be that could be where. But what helps Stony Creek is. Everybody has to come to Stony. Yes, that helps them absolutely. You know, but we also you also talk about the Mac Red beating it up on each other. Yeah, quality teams 
Quality teams. It, it, week in, week out. Yeah, quality teams. You know, in the trenches, fighting week in, week out. So they are battle-hardened teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they're used <laughs> some some close losses, some upsets that we haven't seen before. I know that they're going to assume, especially in the Zach and Zach podcast, the Stony Creek, they don't deserve to be number one seed like the Mac Red, all this. Did you hear that. that or are you assuming? I'm just going by assumptions. But <laughs> they don't underestimate, but I'm telling them. Don't underestimate Stony Creek. Yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate them. But this is also, I mean, also if you look at Stony, this is kind of uncharted territory. Sure, going What'd you east. Say? This... You're going east instead of going north. Yep, and the playoffs, you know, the the expectations, you know, as long as that coaching staff, like we mentioned, Merlo, keep, keeps them Griffin there, keeps them grounded and keeps them focused, they should be all right. But the uh, it's a you don't want them to animal. go, hey, we're one seed, wah wah wah. It's I... a different animal going against the Mac Red. Yes, compared to going against teams in the red or in the white, even. Yeah, I don't know? think they're taking anything for granted. They can't do that. They can't no. do that. Um, let's go to, um, let's go. We got two more districts to cover here. Um, region four district seven, we got Farmington at Stevenson, um, Troy Athens at A&T, Troy at Bloomfield Hills, Utica Ford at West Bloomfield. It's like OAA beating up on each other in this one. Um, you know, when you look at Farmington, they're going to have a very tough, to- tough task against Sterling Heights. Stevenson. But Stevenson's got some kink in that armor a little bit. They only beat Utica for 28-25 at Runkle. Yeah, but Farmington. Yeah. I they've know. had so many problems this year. I know. Um, just when you thought maybe they turned the corner, they get shellacked. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, they're letting in a lot of points. Yes. But, you know, but we'll see. But yep. taking on a very good Sterling Heights Stevenson team, yikes. And then that other side, you know, Troy Athens against A&T. Now, let's say if you're Stevenson and, and you take on an A&T team, you know what I mean? That's dangerous for Stevenson. Yeah. Considering A&T, you know, they got athletes. Um, got a quarterback in Isaiah Marshall. You have Robert Army. You have Raekwon Lee, Jeff Bowens. I mean, like. That's an interesting uh, first rounder, don't you think? Athens with Athens, Jonas. Yeah. I mean, like Athens. I mean, like they got experience, but they played last year, and A and T just tore them to shreds. A and T, A and T is a much different team now, considering you know. I think that loss to Stony kind of woke them up. That win against Oxford's absolutely huge for them. Yeah. Um, but, but now it's... you're taking out. You earn yourself a home game against Troy Athens. That's going to be very interesting. Yes. Uh, being at home, obviously, we said it a thousand times today already. It's such an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're looking at the t- I'm looking at the two games uh, that they had to end the season. And it's almost like carbon copy. You, you beat up on somebody, uh, two teams that are struggling, you know, Athens and against Troy and then A&T against Oxford. Mm-hmm. So th- I don't know if that does you any favors getting in, you know, going to the postseason. Does it boost you up? Do you get some extra kids playing? it? I don't know. But then, um, but I think Ath- I think it's a well matched mm-hmm. uh, side of the bracket there. Those two teams going I, that's right. almost a coin flip. And then the other side you have Troy and Troy Bloomfield Hills, and then that winner's likely to see West Bloomfield. West yeah. Bloomfield's clicking on all cylinders. They are. Um, do you see them kind of rolling through? I do see West Bloomfield. I, I, I really don't final. see any roadblocks. No, I don't either. It'd be a tough sell. And then you have that Kiss of Death district. You have um, <laughs> Region 2, District 4, Oxford at Clarkston, Lake Orient at Grand Blank, Lapeer at Davison, Adams at Rochester. Who sat down 
and threw this district together and said, ha, 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 meat grinder. Yeah. Lake Orion and Grand Blanc's a very interesting matchup. I mean, Grand Blanc's hungry. They want to they want, they want prove to everybody they belong. They're not like a basketball school. Um, <laughs> Lake Orion, we know they got offensive issues. Yeah. Um, but their defense, you know what I mean? Even though you don't look at that 28 nothing score, but their defense was basically the reason why they were in that game last week against West Bloomfield. Um, yeah, because we've seen West Bloomfield truck people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, in the first half, it gets ugly. Yeah, and it was seven nothing until the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it, but but <laughs> Grand Blank and West Bloomfield are two different animals. They are. Grand Blank came off an emotional fourteen thirteen win against Celine. Um, Celine, we know is a very good team. Good program. Um, I think people have asked me about this game, and say, does Lake Orion have a chance in this game? I think so. I think so. I do. And then the other game you want to talk about was Adams and Rochester. Oh, yeah. If Rochester can win over Adams, that'll be the first time in 22 tries since 1996. I know how Keith Dunlap and Scott Bur- Keith Dunlap and Dan Sticker would be very excited because <laughs> they're Rochester alums. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, when I saw that matchup, I'm excited for that game. It's... Uh, Adams, we know what's what they're dealing with this year, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of, I don't know, it's up and down. It's a rivalry game, it, but it is a rivalry game. And again, we see this again. How many rivalry games are we seeing in the first round of these playoffs? It's 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 fun. It make oh, absolutely, it makes it a, a, a very interesting, absolutely fun. And it it having this rivalry matchup, I'm excited to see it. I. I you know, just go down. You know everybody on the other side of the ball, right? I, know. I mean, your friends and your friends. This your... is fantastic. I mean, for Rochester, the city itself, what a what, what a an treat. awesome tr- yeah, a treat treat what is the treat. exact. That's the perfect word for it. It's gonna be very interesting. You know what I mean? Like that's gonna be a really good game over there, um, at Rochester. I mean, like between Adams and Rochester. Yes. I mean, that game's got upset it, trap written over it. It can. It does. I, I Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, you're cracking me up. The um, well, we're at ten uh, fifty. Oh boy! So um, we got we got we got ten minutes. So I think this would be a good time to segue into pick. Or, or who do we miss? Um, we got Oxford, Clarkston. Clarkston. Yeah, we know that. Team. Yeah, Oxford Clarkston, brutal matchup for yep. uh, welcome to the playoffs, Oxford. You, um, you get Clarkston. Let's do picks here. Let's go to Division Three. Um, Pontiac at Bay City Central. Um, who do you got? I know uh, the sentimental favorite, obviously Pontiac for OAA. We're rooting for them, and a, a win Central's would be favored. huge. I just don't see it. You got Bay City I, I, Yeah, Central. I do. Pontiac Falls. You know what? I'm I'm tempted. <laughs> I know you are. I'm tempted, but at the end of the day, I just I just think Bay City Central's got a little too much. We need I to mean, see like, more from Pontiac. We need to see more from them. I think Pont. I think it's going to be close, but I think Bay City Central gets it done. Um, Region A, District 15, we got Sterling Heights at Seaholm. Um, this was a new matchup last year where, where Seaholm just absolutely devoured Sterling Heights. Sterling Heights is really bad this year. I um, like Seaholm. Yeah, and they're going to be in a real, they're going to be fresh, they're going to be in a real grouchy mood. Yes. I, mm-hmm. Great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Battle of Woodward, Royal Oak and Berkeley, who do you got? Ugh. I don't know. Um, again, the, the rivalry game, we, we've mm-hmm. seen them. It can go either way. 
Um, Royals won two straight. I know. Berkeley. I think. I think it's Berkeley. Berkeley today. You got. Berkeley. I think it's their 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 time. You know what? I got the Bears too. I really? Think, I think Berkeley's going to make a. I think they're going to make a run to the district final. I Ooh. really do. I mean, like, I don't trust Warren Mott at all in that. And that if Berkeley were to play on Warren Mott, I would give the edge to Berkeley in a heartbeat. Um, and then the interesting th- game in that district, Avondale and Groves at Dick uh, Byfield. I'm going to say Groves by a field goal. <laughs> I'm going to take Groves in this one, too. I mean, I think it's going to be close. It'll be close. Avondale's um, been scoring. Their offense is uh, mm-hmm. kind of awakened. And uh, Groves was exposed last week by Stoney. Game 40. I mean, like, I think this could be a shootout. I, I think really? it's going to be a real shootout. Um, but I just think Groves, Magnum's going to be the difference maker in that game. I really think he's going to have a big game in that one. Um, Region 7, District 14. Who do you got between Renaissance and Ferndale? i go Ferndale. I've got Ferndale, too. I really think the Eagles... Could make some noise in that one. They can put up points. Yes, they can. They will, and I think they will this week against Detroit Renaissance. Um, Oak Park against Gross Point South. Um, it's a uh, tough match for Oak Park, but uh, you got Gross Point South. Gross Point South. They're yes. loaded. They're deep. Yeah. Oak Park just didn't show me enough this year to say, yeah, they could pull off an upset like that. I feel so bad to do this to Coach Greg Carter. <laughs> But I got to go south, too. I got to go Gross Point south, too. Um, Waterford Kettering, North Farmington. This one's an interesting one. It's a 5-4. Yeah, and they've met up. It's Like we said, it's a known commodity. Mm-hmm. And Both coaches know each other. They do. Good friends. Yep, and I think Kettering's a little better this year, and I don't think North is as good. So I'm going to go captains. You know what? I've looked at this matchup insight and everything and all that. Um, Ian, I have to agree with you. Um. I just think that um, Waterford Kettering, you know, resilient group. Mm-hmm. Big statement win against Waterford last week. Um, North Farnton not playing this week hurts them. Um, That's right. I didn't even take that into account. North Farnton not playing this week really hurts them, I think. Um, I'm going to take Kettering in this game over um, North Farmington. I mean, it, I mean, like, it's, it is what it is. I'm yeah. Um. Region four district eight, of course, we know Stony Creek got the bye. Um um let's do Stony Creek's opponent. You know what I mean? Between new Utica Eisenhower, Chippewa Valley, who do you got? Ugh. Eisenhower can be difficult, but I, I not watching the red. The Mac red. Yeah. Um you've indoctrinated me into the OAA red <laughs> yes. and white and blue. <laughs> I really don't watch any other leagues. I have no opinion on this one. I got Chippewa Valley. Okay. I think it's gonna be Chippewa Valley. Chippewa Valley, tr- uh, traditionally, uh, very good. Very good. You know, you'll mm-hmm. see them in the playoffs all the time. Eisenhower, we know about the defense. Yes. So, and and then let's go to Region 4, District 7. Farmington at Sterling Heights-Stevenson. Any chance for Farmington? Uh, no. Okay. I got uh, their offensive too. woes are just uh, too much to overcome. Uh, we got what? Well, got West Bloomfield, Utica Ford. West Bloomfield. Um, Troy right. and Bloomfield Hills. This one's a very interesting game. Remember last year? <laughs> Remember last year? That game, that was so much fun. Troy finally scored a point against Bloopy Hills. Yes, they did. Um, I think Troy came back to earth, don't you think? Yeah. Um, we were encouraged by the scoring. They actually, I mean, they're, they've improved this year. They are yes, a better team this year. They've improved better team. Um, but I think uh, Bloomfield Hills yeah. takes them. I think I think the Blackhawks are going to be in a real foul mood after what happened to them last week against Abbeville. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I've got to take Bloomfield Hills. 
Then they have Athens and A&T. This one's Intra- interesting. Yeah, this is a, I'm not going to say it's a coin flip, but um, I don't know. I see A&T. I got A&T as well. I mean, and don't be surprised if A&T gets pounds for Sterling Heights Stevenson. I mean, I, they're going to definitely do that. Um, Region 2, District 4, we got Oxford at Clarkston. Uh, it's a blowout city. Yeah. It, it's setting up for that. Yep. Um, we got, also, we got um, Lake Orion at Grand Blank. I mean, this one's a very interesting game. I mean, both teams, you know, yeah. Grand Blank trying, making, Grand Blank, we know they got a good quarterback, good running back. Taking on a very good Lake Orion defense. Um, Lake yes. Orion's offensive woes are an issue. The, the offense is the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Lake Orion plays pretty good on the road, traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a tough road opponent. Um, but I just I think their offensive woes catch up to them. You got Grand Blank. I do. I got Lake Orion. Ooh. Here's why. Because I think Lake Orion, tougher league, two losses were to two state-ranked teams in the top ten. True. Um, Grand Blank. You know, but the way they the, lost. The OAA is a much different conference than the Saginaw Valley. And I think that's gonna come up, that's gonna come back in this game. See, I really think I really think Lake Orion's gonna find an identity in this game Okay. If they I mean I Well, think, they have to now. They have this is to it. Now. This is it. <laughs> I think they're gonna move several defensive players, make them play both ways. Um I think I think the difference is gonna be is um is the Dragons rushing attack. Mm. Okay. I think it's going to be a close game, but I got the Dragons. And then our last game, Adams at Rochester. Oh, I'm glad you let uh, – boy. I say the magic season continues for the Falcons. Rochester. You got the first win since 1996. I do. I think that streak continues. I got Adams. Oh! I got Adams. They're knocking them out. Nope. Because that Veer's going to give them problems in that game. Whoa. Veer's going to give them problems. I'm telling you right now. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> I got it's gonna is that losing it's gonna continue. Yep. <laughs> I take. Yep. Wow, Sammy. Yep. Wow. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, good luck lot, to everybody in the playoffs. A lot of good matchups, Sam. A lot of great matchups. Get out there, watch them games on uh, Public Access and YouTube Live. Find those games. Mm-hmm. Out there. I'm going to sign off here. I'm going to take care, everybody. I'll bet you you're still shocked that I'm taking it. Yes. You upset. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, take care, everybody, and see you all next week. See you, Sam. Well, now is brought to you by Sammy Terramino. The views on this show are his and mine alone. Crazy take there at the end. You kind of took my breath away. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week uh, after the first round. Oh, my word. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Stay healthy out there. If you'd like to make your own podcast, give Owen TV a call at 248-393-1060. That's it. We'll see you next week on Owen and Al. See ya.